church. How's everybody doing? Good morning. One person's doing okay. The rest, eh. More coffee. We need more coffee. Well, we're going to do our sermon series on the walk, which are five practices that if we put in a place in our life, we'll transform it because we'll grow closer to God. Last week, we talked about worship and how worship is life. And we're talking about the worship that we're doing right now as we do as a community in our daily act of worship through prayer. And we talked about five times. I'm not going to make you raise your hand and if you actually prayed five times every day this week, but hopefully you've thought about it and maybe you, you increased your acts of prayer. But remember, we're supposed to pray in the morning when we first wake up, at breakfast, at lunch, at dinner, and then before we go to bed. So I want to encourage you to continue that practice. And today we're talking about studying scripture and listening to God. And the first thing that I'm going to say to you is probably something you've never heard a pastor ever tell you before, which is stop reading scripture. Stop reading scripture. Stop reading the Bible. Let's watch this video. All right, everybody wipe the tears out of your eyes, right? I could tell you about the Bible that it is 66 different books, that there's 39 in the Old Testament, there's 27 in the New Testament that was written by over 40 different authors and over thousands of years. But that's not what's really most important. I think about this video. Scripture is God's love letter. It's God's love letter to you. And just like a dad who's saying, I cannot wait to share this with you. That's what God is saying to us. You know, Scripture is about this incredible relationship that God has with humanity, beginning when God created us and created this beautiful world for us to live in. And then we as humans walked away. And then the rest of the story is about how God is working diligently, passionately to reconcile us back to God until at the right moment he sent his one and only son into the world. And through his life, death, and resurrection, we are able to have a relationship with God. That is what scripture is about. It's this love letter. It's this thing of passion for God that God has given us. And so we are not simply called to read it. I don't know about you guys, but when I get up and I read scripture, I get up and I read the verses that I'm supposed to, and I put it away and I go about my day. That's what I'm asking you to stop doing. 
I'm asking you to study the scriptures, to listen to God with passion, with the kind of passion that God has for you to make sure that they are there for you. Because this is the primary way that God speaks to us. So stop reading and start listening. That's what we're talking about today. We have several different scriptures to share with you this morning. The first one comes from 2 Timothy, and it talks about how Scripture is God-breathed, that it's inspired, and it's inspired so that we can stand firm in what we believe. We know it's hard to be a Christian. And so if we're going to do that, Paul is telling his protege that to be able to stand for what you believe, you have to have a life immersed in Scripture. And then we're going to look at that Joshua 1.9 that so many people you know, call their favorite Bible verse about being courageous for God and believing in God and following God. And right in the middle between when God tells Joshua to be courageous, it says, pay attention to these scriptures. Write them down. Meditate them. Don't deviate them from left or right. So to be courageous, to be the person that God wants you to be, you have to have a life immersed in scripture. And then from Psalm 119, it tells us that scripture is a lamp unto our path I mean, a, light, a lamp unto our feet and a, a light unto our path, right? This is scripture many of us memorizes growing up. And that in this difficult world of darkness, we need the light of scripture to guide our way. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I just feel dizzy. There's so much information. I'm on information overload all the time. I, I, I feel like sometimes I just can't even unplug for it. There's so many different people, friends and family who want to give me advice. People who don't even like me who want to give me advice. There's the news. There's politicians. Everybody wants to tell me how to live my life. And sometimes I feel like my life is caught up in a whirlwind. Does anybody else feel that way? And you're just dizzy because you don't know what is true. Well, if you want to know what is true and what is real and what is beautiful in this life, then stop reading Scripture. Study scripture, listen to it, and it will breathe life into you. Our scripture, first scripture today comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3. Timothy was Paul's disciple, he was Paul's follower, and he had sent him to Ephesus to go and help the church there. And, and he writes these, these books to Timothy as, as advice to him. And this is what he says, starting with verse 10. It says, but you have paid attention to my teaching, contact, purpose, faithfulness, patience, love, and endurance. You have seen me experience physical abuse and ordeals in places such as Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. I put up with all sorts of abuse, and the Lord rescued it from me, rescued me from it all. In fact, anyone who wants to live a holy life in Christ Jesus will be harassed. Maybe that should be our slogan. Come follow Jesus so you can be harassed. But evil people and swindlers will grow even worse as they deceive others while being deceived themselves. And this is where he gets into the advice. But you must continue the things that you have learned and found convincing. You know who taught you. Since childhood, you know the holy scriptures that have helped you to be wise in a way that leads to salvation and faith that is Christ Jesus. Parents, in case you ever doubt the importance of teaching your kids scripture and faith, here it is. If you want your children to know Christ and have faith in Jesus, it is your responsibility. Don't give that to anyone else. It is your responsibility to teach them. It goes on to say, every scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, showing mistakes, 
for correcting and training character. Now, when we say every scripture, he's not talking about the New Testament yet that hadn't quite formed as scripture. He's talking about the Hebrew text. And this word inspired is really not a good word. Uh, you know, I could be inspired to write poetry. It'd probably be really bad, but maybe I'd be inspired to do it. I could be inspired by a song. I could be inspired by someone's actions. That's not what Paul is talking about. He says it's God breathed. And what that means is the breath of God animates Scripture. And this is the same breath of God that we're told in Genesis animated Adam and animated Eve. This is the breath of God that literally gives us life. These scriptures are not just word on a page. It is life. It has the breath of God in it. It is inspired by God. Think of it as God is like the architect, right? An architect designs the building and tells everyone what to do, but the workers actually carry it out. Scriptures were written by humans, but they were guided by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is God breathed. And then this is what Paul says it will do for us. It's useful for teaching. You want to know how to live, how to follow God, what to do with your life? Read Scripture. It is useful for, I lost my place, I'm sorry. It is useful for showing mistakes. Now, we may or may not want our mistakes shown, but if you want to have a life, you want to be a disciple, we need to be corrected. We need to be shown our mistakes, and that's what it does. For correcting and for training in character. May all of us have the kind of character of a one who follows Jesus. And then it says, so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. So what is the purpose? So we live the life that God has for us. Paul's telling Timothy, it's going to be hard to stand firm, to do what you're called to do. You are going to struggle. You're going to be harassed. In fact, that's how you tend to know you're doing the right thing is when people come against you and say, hey, you shouldn't act that way. Now, hear me very clearly. Just because Paul is saying we're going to be harassed and, and that people are going to come against us does not give us the excuse to be rude, does not give us the excuse to be jerks because we think we know better. We are called to love, and we're called to act differently than other people around us. And so if you want to be a Christ follower, you need to respond in love and compassion and kindness Amen. because Jesus loves the person who hates you. Jesus loves the person you're coming against, and you need to love them as Christ loves you. And if you want to have the same character of Christ, that is how you respond. So just because you're standing firm, some Christians think that standing firm means, hey, we can act however we want because they don't like us, right? That is not true. That is not what Paul is saying. Stand firm in what we believe. Follow the scriptures. Do what is right. Our second scripture is from Joshua. I'm starting to feel like I'm allergic to the church. Every time I come to church on Sunday, my allergies come together. <laughs> Starting with verse 7, it says, be brave and strong. Now, this is, this is God talking to Moses, right? Uh, I mean, God talking to Joshua. Moses has just gone and, to be with God, and, and Joshua's taken over the lead of the people of God. And so, in the same way that, that God had this personal relationship with Moses, he has a personal relationship with Joshua, and Joshua is getting instruction from God. It says, be very brave and strong as you carefully obey all the instructions that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not deviate even a bit for them, either from the left or to the right. Then you will have success wherever you go. Never stop speaking about this instruction scroll. Recite it day and night so that you carefully obey everything written in it. And then you will accomplish your objectives 
and you will succeed. He says, I have commanded you to be brave and strong, haven't I? Do not be alarmed or terrified because the Lord your God is with you wherever you will go. So in between these two times where where God is telling Joshua to be courageous, here he's talking about reciting scripture. Write it down. Don't stop speaking about it. In, In Deuteronomy, it says when you wake up and when you're going throughout your day and when you sleep, or right before you go to sleep, think about scripture, meditate on it, write it down, teach it to one another, share it with one another. This is not simply reading. This is letting it become part of your life. I think we all need a little more courage, right? Anyone in here need more courage? Raise your hand if you want a little more courage. It's hard to do what we're called to do. It's hard to be a person of character. It's hard to do what is right day in and day out. If you need courage, find it here. Find it in the Bible because God is speaking to you if you will only listen. Our third scripture comes from Psalm 119. Now, this is a really interesting song, Psalm. Uh, it's one of the longest chapters in the Bible, and uh, someone, Psalm 119 is an acrostic in that every section uh, starts with a, a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet, right? And so it's as if the psalmist is telling us that what is being written is important to us as our ABCs. You know, the things we instruct our kids at this little. We're, we're teaching Amelia how to read and write, and she's got to learn her ABCs first, Right? Before you learn anything else, you've got to be able to know your ABCs. This scripture is that important. This is what it says. Your word is a lamp before my feet and a light for my journey or a light for my path as I learned. Now, this whole section is talking about scripture. All of Psalm 118, most of it is talking about scripture and the word of God. And it's saying it is vital. It is a lamp unto your life and a, a light unto your path. In the darkness, as you stumble around, if you want to know how you should go in this world, if you want to know how to live and how to survive and and how to be a follower of God, you need Scripture to light your path. So how do we do that? How do we go beyond reading to studying and listening so it breathes life into us? The first thing is that it has to be daily. In Deuteronomy, uh, has a scripture, one does not live on bread alone, but on the very word that comes from God. Now, many of us might disagree with that. I know my wife loves bread, and I love bread. Anybody else love bread? Yes, we think we could live on bread alone, right? But what the writer is saying is that there is something more important than even food. And Jesus actually quotes this when he's in the desert, right? When he's being tempted by the devil, and he says, hey, look at these stones, you haven't eaten for 40 days. Turn these stones into bread. And this is Jesus' response. One does not live on bread alone, but on the very words that come from the mouth of God. What he's saying is that the scriptures are as important to us as the food we eat. If you want to have life and life abundant, you need to consume it daily. In fact, in our prayer, we say, give us this day our daily bread. Now, I think when we're praying this, generally we're talking about food. We also know that Jesus is the bread of life, right? And the word is the bread of life. And so we're saying we need you daily, God. You want scripture to breathe life into you? We need to do it daily. 
The same thing is we approach Scripture, we need to, just like we approach worship with a posture of worship, right? We talked about that, that it can be a physical posture, like on your knees or with your hands raised. But the most important thing is that your heart is in a posture of worship. And the same thing is with Scripture. We need to approach Scripture with a posture. And we do that by reaching out to the Holy Spirit. And I want to teach you a simple prayer. Holy Spirit, breathe life into me through this Scripture. That's it. Holy Spirit, Spirit, breathe life in me through this scripture. You think that might change how we look at scripture? That we're not just reading it, but we're listening to it because we're allowing the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that breathed life into it, to breathe life into us. The next thing I want you to do is to consume it. I want you to memorize it. Now, I, I, there's probably people in, in this audience, just like me, that are not great at memorizing Scripture, and I totally get that. But we have to consume it. I, I know there's so many Scriptures that are just such a foundation for my life. The Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Lord, or O moral, you know what the Lord requires of you to do justice, to love mercy, and walk home with the Lord your God. Or... The, our God so loved the world, they give his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Or the tag that I have on my email, live a life worthy of the gospel you have received. You see, these scriptures form me and they help me when I am tempted, just like Jesus in the desert, right? What did Jesus do? When he was tempted to do something that wasn't part of the life that he was called to live, he quoted scripture because the scripture gave him strength. So just memorize it. Read it in large swaths, but also pick out a few verses to memorize that are going to give you strength when you feel temptation to go your own way. The next thing is I want you to ask questions. There's a few questions that you can ask. What does it tell me about who God is? About who I am? About the world around me? And what does this tell me about God's will for my life? These are just a few questions that if you ask as you're reading scripture, and I'd encourage you to journal it, to write a few things down and to say, you know, this is, this is a few things that this scripture tells me about God or about me or about the world around me. And so you're not just reading it to get through it, but you're reading it so it forms you, so the Holy Spirit will speak life into you. And if you're going to do that, you're going to need a readable version. So I would, I would uh, invite you to get something like the Common English Bible. That's what we use on Sunday mornings. The New International Version. The New Revised Standard Version. If you ever want to go Bible shopping, just call me up. I'll, I'll go with you. And, and then I'll be a resource. And I'll help you find a good one that fits you. And I invite you to get a study Bible. To get one that will answer a few of the questions that you have. That will guide you along your way as you do it. The most important thing is that we do it daily. And then finally, I invite you to pray the scriptures. So today, for example, this is where we just take what we've read and we pray it back to God. So for today, for example, we might say, God, I want you to breathe life into me. Guide me through your scriptures. Light my path before me. Show me the way so I can be courageous and stand firm for you. Amen. And then that is now a prayer that we can, that'll breathe life into us as we read and recite and consume Scripture. This is what we're called to do. We have to stop reading Scripture. Stop just doing it out of rote requirement. But start studying it and listening it 
so we will have life breathed into us. There was a young man in India, and when he was 17, he actually grew up to Christian parents. And when he was 17, he tried, took his life. He was an atheist. He didn't have much to live for. And so someone in that hospital, after he survived trying to take his life, gave him a Bible and said, read John 14. And this is what he read. This is Jesus speaking. Because I live, you also will live. And he thought this. This may be my only hope, a new way of living. Life as defined by the author of life. And he committed his life to Christ saying, Jesus, if you are the one who gives life as it is meant to be, I want it. Please get me out of this hospital bed and I will promise I will leave no stone unturned in the pursuit of the truth. That young man was Ravi Zacharias. He was one of the the great Christian apologists of our day. Reading one verse of scripture transformed his life. What could it do for you? Scripture is God's love letter to you. And Jesus is saying, I just want to share this with you. Stop reading the Bible. Start studying it. Start listening. And open up your heart and your mind and your soul. And before you know, it will breathe life into you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.